Welcome back to the Retro Seniors Podcast. I am Scandy, joined here as always. I can say that now because this is episode two, Dustin. With Dustin McTaggart, Let It Fly Basketball. How are you, Dustin? We made it. I'm doing awesome. It. Just got out of the gym. Uh, long it's- ass day, but I'm excited. Let's get to it, man. Yeah, it's crazy how we always land the intro on our first try, but we mm. have a lot of topics to talk about, Dustin. We cannot waste any more takes. No, so, we cannot. This we, is got, we got <laughs> we got Brooklyn crumbling. Yeah. We have a not-so-top-five. We have the elections here in the States. Not a Canadian yeah. problem, but we can make anything a Canadian problem. Yes, and we got so much to go over. But we have to start with the Brooklyn Nets. Obviously, Kyrie Irving has muddied the waters yet again in Brooklyn. Um, I did worse than that this time. Oh, I think I was being generous. I think I was being super generous. But if you somehow do not know, Kyrie posted on his Instagram story some sort of promotion for this Amazon documentary or movie that just is just so Uh, anti-Semitic by all accounts. I haven't seen it. I'm hoping you haven't seen it either. That's a good start. Good start. Um, so neither of us have seen it. That's that's our two cents. But um, he's even retracted a little bit after all this has gone on. And this is just, again, Kyrie's had a history of having these moments in time where he just collapses a franchise. But the first question, Dustin. Yeah. Are the Brooklyn Nets redeemable? Is this a blip? No, you know what? I think that they are to a point. So mm-hmm. I think they were up until last week for sure. Because mm-hmm. I think when Joe Harris and uh, Seth Curry come back, they'll have enough shooting. And I still think Ben Simmons is Ben Simmons. I think Kevin Durant is still the best scorer in the league. And Kyrie Irving, when he's playing well, is could be arguable the best point guard in the league. Like we've seen at KD and K- I think Kyrie combined what they were 37 and 35 one game this week, mm. this this past week, without two shooters who are snipers. But now within this last week, I I honestly don't know if he can bounce back after this accusation after this stunt. So are you talking from a strictly basketball sense? Like the pieces still fit. There's some guys that can mold yeah. into better roles and maybe shake the cobwebs off after injury. What about just like the personal element of, dude, every year there's some sort of drawback with Kyrie. I gave him actually the benefit of the doubt with the vaccine stuff last year Yeah, because I thought that was sure a decision but you also had guys around the league that also chose not to get vaccinated that were just not ridiculed like Kyrie was ridiculed Bradley Beal there was other players around the league you're right like I know what you're saying Mm -hmm. and I think that I don't know I think he's outdone himself and I think what he does is I think he pushes media like I think Mm -hmm. he does things just to show that he can do it like saying the earth is flat and like stuff like that. Like, I don't think that he thinks this stuff. Mm-hmm. I think he just plays with the media, but I, I don't know, man, it's weird. And this last, like, that's one of the only things you can't do to not have a bounce back. 
and he's not even it's, really apologizing. No, but and and it's not. I've totally dismissed the apology after it came a suspension. Uh, an apology after suspension. If the suspension was right on time with the post, like if the post went up the next morning, Kyrie suspended, then he yeah. apologized. I'd give it a little bit more weight. But yeah. he uh, he played for a week. The Nets let him play, and then it got so hot that they. All right, we can't trust this guy right now. He's suspended for five games. He has this laundry list of things to do before he can be put back in the team. And then you get an apology. So I don't really give weight to the apology. And I also wonder if it's an accumulation of stuff. Like, I don't know if any one incident is more detrimental to the team, but when you have the same player mm-hmm. doing this all the time, stuff yeah. like this, is it so much where it's just like, dude, we just like cut bait? Or is it just, we built a team around KD and Kyrie. This is our bed. We just made it. We have to see this through. I don't know, man. I think that all we can do is wait because you play devil's, devil's advocate for all of it. You can play mm. devil's advocate for he's one of the best point guards in the league. How can you just let him go? You mm-hmm. can play devil's advocate for his trade value is so low right now that no one's going to touch him. That's the one I don't necessarily agree. Okay, trade value – Fine. But let's say there's a world where they because there's reporting that Kyrie might be out of the league or he played his last NBA game already. That I don't buy. I think there's just too many teams that could use that much scoring at that position where they'll maybe massage the public into accepting him again. I know what he did yeah. was it's I just think it's gonna be way harder than we think it is with what he's done. Right. So let's paint so, this picture. Hold on. If Brooklyn says it's enough's enough, we've bought out Kyrie Irving. Are the Lakers not making that call? Is Dallas kicking the tires? That call. I think the I don't know. Like right, because like, this is the thing, obviously. Right. But does the league just do like the whole Ben Simmons thing, kind of? Hmm. And you're saying, okay, you want to play that way? We're gonna play this way. No one's picking you up. I don't know. I just don't, I don't I just don't think there's enough team that are gonna be able to stand by their guns like that if the Lakers keep losing. Lakers they're having the they're having the conversation. Well, yeah, they suck, but they can't afford to suck. They don't have draft picks, they don't have no, you yeah. know, sure. they don't have an actual plausible way of winning. Is there okay, Kyrie, we'll make the donation on your behalf or something. You're gonna do all this community outwork and then you're gonna be a Laker in three weeks when it's died down a little bit. Yeah. I, I think there's just too many desperate teams. No, you're that, right. Like you're definitely but, right. I don't know. Like what? It, I don't want that to be the case, but there's also like he okay, is so what, overwhelming to the extent. Hypothetically, three weeks from yeah. now, what do you think has happened? Um, in the grand scheme of things, what do you think is is going to happen in three weeks in the NBA? Where is Kyrie Irving playing? What does it look like? I would say. <clears throat> he's a Laker for a reduced asking price. It might have been a, like a straight swap. That's of dope. Russ. Because I think Russ is low key increasing his value and Kyrie's absolutely tanked his value. And I don't know if there's an actual trade outside of that in any team. But all the salary cap lines up, whatever. But Brooklyn already just stuck to their guns when it came to the thing this summer. I don't know if they feel too invested in Kyrie to go the nuclear option where it's if we can't have him, no one can have him. 
Maybe yeah. they just sit him out the whole year. It's hard. Hey, I don't know. And then they got Ben Simmons over there. Like they went through this drama and saga already. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you know what? They're just sitting in their head offices and just punching air. How many computers have been punched in Brooklyn this year? Computer screen. Oh. <laughs> All of them. Phones oh, have been it. smashed. Phones smashed. Mm-hmm. Keyboards are being thrown. And then KD, yeah. And Ben has this weird way of making himself weirdly useful at just the wrong times. Because, like, watch, Kyrie has this hiatus. Maybe Ben starts averaging double-digit assists again. Maybe he takes a couple more shots. And, like, maybe we can make it. And then a week later, he'll go right back into his shell. Um, But with that said, people have been recircling the wagons now when it comes to, okay, if this Kyrie domino falls, is this KD one still available does kd come right back to i need a new trade like that four-year commitment that we swore on again look we fired the coach for you kd but look we're still kind of losing um what are they four and six i think i think they've kind of started maybe turning around but again we'll see where this Kyrie thing plunges them back to um where would you want to see kd in an ideal world if i have to say the lakers anymore i'm gonna pass No, you're not. There's just but, no. There's no way, dude. I honestly believe, like, with what the Raptors are doing, mm-hmm. he'd be sick in Toronto, mm-hmm. just because it's another like super long kind of do it all guy, but also like great scorer. But I think Memphis could use him like crazy to be like a serious, serious contender. I love the Memphis pick. But I want to. You, you mentioned Toronto, and we have to. If Toronto's mentioned, we have to spend at least a couple minutes on it. Yeah, the yeah. trade in the summer was, I believe, Pascal, OG, Gary, Gary Trent, and, and all the picks, whatever you need. All of them. For just straight, straight up Kevin Durant. I think that's the reporting. I'll let you take out one of Gary Trent and OG. But it has to be two. There has to be Pascal and one of those two, and then three picks, three swaps, the whole, the whole kitchen sink. Is that still a trade you would even consider right now if you're the Raptors? No. So you want to see him in Toronto, but you know the price is just too high. Yeah, like I don't. I might be crazy, mm-hmm. but like the way Pascal is playing right now. It would like you wouldn't get a straight yes straight up right now. I don't think. Mm-hmm. From, for the, like, just this one swap, one for one swap. I don't know, man. <laughs> let's go, let's go. Okay, well, let's like, hear the. This... I think that if you polled all of the GMs in the NBA, mm-hmm. most of them are saying as a straight up swap, just because yeah, the scoring is so valuable, but. Let's. Is there any way we can pull up their stats beside each other right now? I could do it on my screen here. I was actually halfway there. Because the whole thing you can't do. There's too much value in your picks. There's too much value in OG and Trent on the Raptors lineup. Um, mm-hmm. And then what? You're going to have Fred Van Fleet and Kevin Durant lead you to a promised lands? Because I don't think that's going to work. 
So, oh, these are career stats. Like, Pascal's only averaging 16 points a game this year. No, that's career. Oh, I can't get the just the straight game for game. Okay, but I'm yeah. pretty sure KD is still well above 30 or in the 30 ball. KD, KD is right leading the league in scoring, correct? Cannot verify, but uh, he's averaging 28. No, so Luke is averaging 36. Oh, so KD's averaging 28. Uh, 28 points. He's averaging three and a half turnovers, but he's averaging six assists, seven boards, a steal and a block, 39% from three. Here's the argument if you're the Raptors, right? Yeah. When you won a championship, you had a player in every series that was either the best player in Kawhi Leonard or at minimum tied for the best player in a series yeah. every single step of the way. I don't know if there's a playoff matchup right now. Maybe if they somehow drew like a Cleveland that they'd have the best player in Pascal Siakam. And that's if you're choosing Siakam over Donovan Mitchell, who's been on an absolute tear. But if you go down the list, I feel like every other team in the league, every other team, every other playoff team in the East probably has a better playoff player than Pascal. And what did the Raptors do in their championship season? They tripled down on Kawhi. And that's what ultimately pulled him over the top. Like even in the late in the Golden State series, I don't think Steph was necessarily better than Kawhi in that series. The Raptors think... in like the their championship. championship. Yeah, I will go on a limb and say Kawhi Leonard was the best player in the NBA, almost by like a dominant level or like so mm. much more bet like he was way better than anyone else we saw right they're like oh they have milwaukee has a Giannis, and it's like okay well not anymore mm-hmm. you know like he dominated there's that and then it was him and Embiid in that epic series him and butler too you like they were all competitive with Kawhi. Giannis, orlando was a wash and then you had steph and KD for like a game and a half, and then Clay. But you would you would still say that, you know, we had the best player in the series. So is that something that is desirable if you're the Raptors right now? Look, we we lose a lot of depth. We lose a great player in Siakam. But if we have KD on our team, we retain some value. Maybe they lose an OG or a Gary Trent from the deal. Now we have a pretty good skeleton and KD versus just a really deep team. Is that enough? I think that if you keep one of them, mm-hmm. like you don't need Gary Trent anymore. He's the second leading scorer in the Raptors at this point. That's what I mean. So you get yeah. rid of Pascal and you get rid of Gary Trent and you have a defender in OG. You have Scotty Barnes who can defend and play make. Mm-hmm. Like, I think you, I think you probably do it. Right. But I, I don't think it's like, there's so much value in KD's scoring ability. Mm-hmm. If you had this conversation at this point last year, we were all trying to get rid of Siakam. Yeah. So is this another just another wave where Siakam's taking us back on a high and we're about to crash again? He got an injury. Siakam is ten. I have his stats up right now. Siakam's mm-hmm. averaging twenty five nine and eight. He's taking a leap, but is it real? I, I don't know, man. He's 28 years old. Mm-hmm. Like Katie's 30 something four. Yeah, I think that he's 34. 
I I don't know, man. I like to I'm riding this Pascal shit out, especially with their lineup. Like their lineup, the game uh last night was so fun to watch. They played Chicago last night. And mm-hmm. for like the last like four or five minutes, they were like full speed defense, full speed transition. Guys are blocking shots, guys are getting deflections. It was so fun to watch. And I'm not even a Raptors guy like that. So I think that the fact that that's happening and like, I think you ride it out. And I, I, okay. And back to my theory about having the best player in a playoff series. Here's the teams in the East right now. Milwaukee has a better player in Giannis. Cleveland toss up with Mitchell, or do you want to give Siakam an edge? Or do you think Mitchell's better? I think that if we were talking positions, which I think we're going to, um, mm-hmm. Donovan Mitchell is way more like Donovan Mitchell could be the best shooting guard in the NBA. There's no way Pascal Siakam is the best power forward in the NBA. Okay, so you you would lean Cleveland. You have Boston with Tatum and Brown. Is yeah, Pascal better, better than Tatum? Okay. Tatum's better. I think they have Atlanta beat. I I, I am personally out on Trey Young. I know he gets big stats or whatever. Yeah. No, I am. I, I don't. He's not really a winner for me. Um, Washington, I think, is just a joke right now. I, I don't think they're really going to be in the sixth seed. Chicago, do you pick Siakam over DeRozan Levine? Yeah. Probably. DeRozan's kind of nasty, but okay. Indiana, again, DeRozan real. The next. Right. And then obviously, if you had Brooklyn, if you faced a Brooklyn in the playoffs, now it's KD. I think we both agree KD's better. Especially yeah. in a playoff series, Philly, no, Miami. Is he better than Jimmy? Yeah, I think he impacted the game more than Jimmy. I don't know, man. That's a tough one. So then again, so that just leads us to the fact that someone that we were probably very excited about, if it, the cost was only Pascal Siakam, probably is now a no deal. No, yeah, definitely. Yeah, like they, he has really stepped up. And the thing about Siakam is he's been so good for the city of Toronto. Like, I don't know how many events I've been to, and he's there. And he's been there mm-hmm. since he was a 905 guy. He's been there ever since he was a dominant player in the NBA. Like, he's always been there. You know how Masai feels about that. Yeah. No, he like, booted DeRozan so quick. I, I agree, and as soon as the DeRozan thing happened, as soon as I saw that we got Kawhi Leonard for DeMar DeRozan, I promise you, and no word of a lie, hand of God, I was like, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. I feel more like Pascal Siakam would hurt than DeRozan, and I don't know why. And you know what's interesting about that is the ask the asking price for Kawhi ended up being DeRozan, Pirtle, and a first. I don't know who that first ended up being, but not only did you get Kawhi, you got Danny Green, who also contributed and also tried to sabotage the championship run. He did his best to lose us those games, but also we won. Yeah, so like, here's your ring. Have fun in Philly or wherever he is. I think he's in like Memphis. I don't know. Not playing. I think he's hurt. Anyways, so again, now you're talking about a bigger piece probably in Pascal right now. 
all the first rotation players, not just a young center. You can't do so, it. You can't do it. Uh, Dustin, you sent me. Would you? Would you say you have draw inspiration from Brickley? Because you sent me a video of his of him ranking his top yeah. players, but he's also um, in the same space as you. Definitely. No, Brickley is super sick. And mm. the reason why I think Brickley is so dope, and it's I know guys who know him really well, like mm. on a friend level. And so Brickley used to work. So the person we're talking to, for people who don't know, is Chris Brickley, who is a trainer who does it all privately. He does it by himself, but he does like LeBron, Jimmy Butler, um, Paulo Banchero. He does like major, major guys, all of them. Carmelo Anthony, Carmelo Trains. Anthony. Pardon me? Trains. What did I say? You keep saying he, he does them. Oh. Which I, I don't want you people to think it's uh, that, no, kind, no. Of, that kind of party. <laughs> yeah, definitely not one of those. Um, so he does basketball training, basketball skill development. Mm-hmm. Um, but he used to work with the Knicks. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no, like I could do this better or I don't want to do it under an NBA umbrella and did it under his own. And now he owns his own gym and he's got like top guys in the gym consistently. But mm-hmm. he does such a good job. And this is why I think he's so successful is because he's just buddies with them. Yeah. Like he's friends with these guys. So they all hang out. I think he started with like J.R. Smith and they were such good friends. And then more people started coming and he's just a down to earth dude who trains guys and is like a dope person. You know what I mean? Yeah. He doesn't do like the whole stigma. Like he's all tatted up. He rocks fashion. He's in 2K. Like he's got all this stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And as opposed to like the guys who are like, oh, that has to be perfect. We have to be perfect role model. I'm sure he's a great role model. But when, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not yeah. some old-fashioned bullshit. Like, he's doing all his own thing. He's in rap songs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that that sentiment that you're talking about, by the way, you, you also mentioned 2K. I think that's where 99% of these people that are going to listen to this podcast know Brickley from. Yeah. Because you have to do his drills on 2K. So he's done a yeah. good job integrating himself in the game. But you're talking about basically, not only is he technically gifted in his ability to train, but he's a good hang. Yeah. And in my business, the photo video world, that any sort of business you want to build around, you know, that needs access to players, that's what it boils down to. Are you a good hang? Yeah. Right. Casey like, Athena, right? People mm-hmm. love her. Yeah. But yeah. You like, I, I, I actually met her this year at Summer League, by the way. You pointed her out last summer, two summer leagues ago. I had no idea who she was. Yeah. I followed her, saw her again this year. Try to be buddy buddy with her understandably she was just a couple <laughs> notches up on the ladder yeah but um again great photographer i don't think she's the best photographer she does great stuff but she's a great hang and she earned the trust of these players which is that's that's way harder than photography it's For way sure. more and difficult that's what, to... I, that's what it boils down to with anything is mm-hmm. People, and this is like this is what I heard when I was first started in sales as like a 19 year old. It was mm-hmm. like you just have to be everyone's like buddy and best friend, but then you have to know your shit if that question comes up. Yeah, yeah, right. Which I, that's what I do with my training. Like I really just like if you ask any of my guys that I train with and they like come to me all summer, we're boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we just work. It's the same thing here, and I also would add not having a stench is good. I call a stench not like an actual odor, but 
sort of like people know when you're just being buddy buddy because you want something out of them agreed you have to genuinely mean i've had a great privilege of working with many people that i was dying to work with but it didn't come from a place like please please let me do this for you let me do this for you it's just the friends vouch for me because it's nice to you have to be cool with everyone there's no one beneath you if you're in the people business no agree you have to have 100%. a clean rep and when you have the clean rep you have no stench and things can go anyways we okay. derailed from berkeley berkeley had a had a tiktok mind you he was on the spot or it was a podcast turned into a tiktok yeah, and where, you know uh, how he, we are in these podcasts. You never have any idea what's going to happen. There's no schedule. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm going to try to share it. I'm going to try to share it. Let's see if this uh, if this tech works. Um, no, it's not going to work. No, so I can. No, no. You, you had to share. I tried. I didn't. I didn't even. Ah. I like it. So let's talk about it as a list. Um, mm. So his point guard was Jam Morant. His best shooting guard in the league was Donovan Mitchell. His small forward best in the league was Jimmy Butler. His best power forward was LeBron James. And at center, he had Anthony Davis. So what's your first reaction? Because I know what my first reaction is. My very first reaction is bullshit. Yeah, not right. <laughs> These aren't the best. Play- but then your secondary and tertiary reactions are probably something you can speak better to. Yeah. So when I first saw Jam Morant, I was like, there's no way Jamarant's the best point guard in the league. And then I'm just like, mm-hmm. someone asked me my dark horse MVP candidate the other day. I was like, Jamarant. And it's just like, well, you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot. But right. do you want to go over? Let's do this, let's make our own lists. Sure. You go first. So for 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 me, and I know Jaws had a great season. He's gonna be the best point guard in the league at some point. It's Steph. If you have Luca as a point guard, it's Luca or Steph. But it's not Ja for me, not yet. And like so Steph, you have point guard, you have Steph or Luca. Which one? I'll take Steph. I think Steph's still a better point guard than Luca. Okay, shooting guard. He has Donovan. I'll go. Mitchell. Right. Uh, I would go Booker. Okay, and then small forward. He has Jimmy Butler. Chris Brickley, you're wrong. Right. <laughs> I like Jimmy too. Um, of course, we like and Jimmy. And I'd have him on my probably like fifth or so on my list. But I count Luke as a small forward. That's an unpopular take, but there's still LeBron. There's still Tatum. There's still so many other options at small forward. Okay, so you take Luca in that? I would take Luca personally if people would allow me to have him as a small forward. Okay. And then your power forward? He has LeBron. Understandable. Sure. Giannis, KD, Braun. I'll take Giannis. I'll take Giannis. Okay, and then center he has Anthony Davis. That that's that's actually slander. That's blasphemy. That's, that's eighty. You haven't been in the gym in a little while with me. Let's come on. Let's let's get some work in. <laughs> if you hear this, like that's like, so funny. That that has to be it because there's no the two MVP candidates clear cut no third option MVP candidates last year were two centers, Embiid yeah. and Jokic. No, I agree. And even, okay, between those two, fine. You can pick Jokic. I'll argue Embiid. You can pick Embiid. I'll argue Jokic. Yeah. 80's not there. No, no, no. no. I agree 100%. Again, so you think this is him just being too close to the sun? Do you have your own list? So I think I have a list for sure. Um, I think the Jimmy Butler one is like clearly like Jimmy Butler is like one of his day one guys. So you're, 
So you're more outraged at the Jimmy Butler one than the center? Yeah. Really? Just because AD was the best big in the league for a long time. Okay. So let's just say he thinks he's hurt, he's coming back, whatever. He was. Mm-hmm. I think at yeah. point guard, it's Steph. I'm taking Steph just his ability to shoot the ball. Shooting guard, I legitimately believe Donovan Mitchell. I didn't at first is the best shooting guard in the league. After I look back, he's never missed a playoff series. He's dominant. Mm-hmm. I take Donovan Mitchell. I would argue Brad Beal or Devin Booker. Um, but Brad Beal just hasn't done anything. Um, small forward, I'm taking Kevin Durant. Okay. Power forward, I'm taking Giannis. And then at center, I'm taking Jokic. And after seeing Jokic play for the first couple games this year, I would probably argue back Embiid. But mm-hmm. I still think Jokic is a better basketball player. Jokic back-to-back MVP. Like, you can't go wrong with that pick. Yeah. What like, it's, it's Anthony Davis? I don't know if Davis maybe has an argument for, like, like third. But even there, it's like, he's is Cat is better? Is Gobert more useful right now? Anthony Davis is dominant when he's going. When he's going, he hasn't gone. No, he obviously I, hasn't gone to Berkeley in a while. That's why he made the list. I agree that it's Embiid or Jokic. And if you want to, the only argument I will accept in this is mm-hmm. you want to put Giannis at the five. Fine. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. Fine. I'll take Giannis at the five if he's the, if he's only the five eligible guy. But like again, Jokic and Bead just yeah. miles ahead of the transitional center. Yeah. Do you I, want to extend this out to a field that we're more yes acute in, where we I love only a small cabal have knowledge on this field? And I feel like and it's, it's still going to be lame, and it's still going to be very similar. Yeah. But let's do it. If we were to rank the top player at each position in the prep scene, who would you have as your point guard? Are you asking me right now? I would ask you this right now. Like this is. Would you like me to start? Um, So while that was happening, because this kid deserves so much more attention than he's getting, I am Mm -hmm. currently logging on to the OSBA website so I can butcher his last name so I don't only have to say his first name. So, okay. Sorry. While you, while you, while you look. No, okay. I got it. I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> to rock. I don't see his name. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I know. I I know. I know your pick. Okay. First you name first. you can, first name you can pronounce. Are you gonna try to Google translate the second the last name or what? No, it's just they have the wrong things up. Okay, so my okay. point guard, mm-hmm. um, is Felix from Fort Erie. I have Fort Erie no Red, Fort Erie Red, Fort Erie Red team. Yep. There you go. Charles team. I don't know why I can't yeah. find the 2023 rosters, but he's like a 6'4", 6'5", point guard. He's like mm-hmm. Russ. He had like six blocks in the first quarter of the game I saw. He ended with like, mm-hmm. you were at that game. Do you know what his stats were at the end of the game? You made the thing. Oh yeah, that was a while. Made the thumbnail with the stats against against against, uh, New Horizon. New Horizon. Uh, twenty-seven, sixteen. Is it five blocks? Sixteen points, five blocks. Sixteen rebounds. Sorry, five blocks. I think. Gun to my head. Okay. Yeah. So, dude, I think like this kid is good, and apparently, he already has. 
I don't know if it's offers or interest from a bunch of mid-major, high-major D1s for mm-hmm. next year, and he's got another year. That whole Charles team has more time. Yeah, so That's he's already getting offers for 2023, and he's got the option for 2024. So I think he's the best point guard in the country, and I think he's dominant. Um, so that's my point guard. I wish I could say his last name. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, maybe he can pronounce it for us. Uh, shooting guard. I think this is across the board. You don't well, let's, let's, let's go, let's go point guard, point guard, shooting guard, shooting guard. Okay. Who's your point guard? Uh, Jahari from Royal crown. He okay. just accepted an offer last month or so a few weeks ago at Valpo. Um, the, the, the difference between the two Jahari, more traditional point guard, still a scoring guard. But Felix is a very physical kind of he'll take advantage of any smaller point guard that he's faced with. He'll outboard him. He'll go right to the paint. If you draw one for him, he's hitting the open guy. Jahari's more of a traditional, he'll hit the threes, he'll get to the rim, he'll make passes type of deal. And yeah. and if this conversation was last year, it just puts it in perspective how great Clayton was last year. Oh, dominant. Because I, I would take Clayton distant first this year. I wouldn't. Really? You're very high on the Felix kid. Super high. I am unbelievably high on this kid, dude. Hmm. What about shooting guard? He graduated last year. This kid's going to graduate and could come back for another year. <laughs> I, I just thought Clayton, I mean, I think you could put Clayton on any program in the country, in the States. I agree. And he wouldn't stick out as a problem anywhere no i just the fourth guy i think that maybe the upside of this kid is i feel like is way higher clayton's nasty don't get me wrong i I like the low risk his last name is kosaris okay that's not that bad yeah it's probably not right but that's yeah you you can also mumble it and then it'll sound somewhere right yeah yeah um shooting guard we must have consensus Bios two on three, two, one. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. <laughs> Come on, dude. Yeah, it's Vish- Vish- Vishan for sure. And and it's that by mouth. Vishan plays PG right now for Royal uh, for United Scholastic, but I think to get the most accurate representation of him, it's a shooting. He's a shooting guard. He's Vishan's dominant. Yeah, and he steps up in big games. He's dominant. He's taking every visit under the sun right now. High major yeah. kid. He's good. He has his brother. Is it Yari? Yeah, no. I think it says the Y. I'm I'm messing up. But he took his brother with um or and his brother probably earned in his own right a visit to Old Dominion. If you're Vishan, would you say package deal and just No, I think brother, it's or, or do you in his own way. No, I think Vishan yeah. needs to go. I believe Vishan should go to a small school. Mm-hmm. where he's an underdog and he can just go at all these guys and just go kill. Like if he wants if he wants to be a leaguer and if he's his goal is NBA, how many studs have came from high major schools? Not as many as guys who came from schools would have had to do it. He's also one of those manufacturer controversy guys that have the Jordan baseball bat scene in the last dance where they yeah. they have to have a chip. Not, I think Vishon is talented enough to get out of this phase in his career. But it's also he's at his best when there's that fu in the game, and yeah, sometimes you guys make the fu. So I think if if he's on the best team in the country, there's a lot less fu games. 
or maybe every game is an FU game if everyone's gunning for you. But I feel like him in that small school, no, like I you're talking he, about. Yeah, like, yeah. No, I think he should go to a small school and just go kill. Um, For me, the best player in prep is a small forward. Same team. You, you'll you probably take Vishon. Am I wrong in that? After all that the praise. Would you, would you no, have Vishon? I think this kid's better because I think this kid's at 2025 20, or something ridiculous. It, he's in 11th grade or 10th grade right now? He's 11th grade right now. He's got 12 and another one after. Yeah, and he can go play in any program anywhere right now in terms of high school, and, and he'd be he'd be playing, and he'd be a big player. Uh, Afosa Oliogu. Afosa from United Scholastic. Yes. I I, I think he, he's a league player like the rest of the He's dominant. He's uh, got everything. I don't know about his jump shot, but he doesn't have to do that right now. I think that's going to be the make or break for him. But if we're talking about best small forward in the country and he has two more years of high school left, what? Yeah, and I think we have two more years to talk about him. So we'll we'll we'll, we'll push through that right now. Yeah. Um, this is where it gets interesting. Forwards and centers. Yeah. Who would you have as your power forward? So first first podcast we did, never mm-hmm. released. Yeah. And I said that this kid was one of my top three on players to watch. We never got to release it. Mm-hmm. I recruited the heck out of him when I was going to go be head coach this year. Uh, didn't get him. Obviously, he went to a major school. But mm-hmm. Matai Baptiste is like a prototype forward. He's really like a three probably. But in Canada, or right now, he's like a four. He's six nine. He scored twenty points again, nineteen points against the Grim Re- City Reapers or whatever in the overtime elite league. He's a Division one player. He's six nine. Can shoot. Got a little wiggle to him. He can play. I think he is the best power forward. Uh, what about you? So originally, I had Sacco from Jay Addison, but I kind of want to pivot. Uh, Sacco in his own right, he plays almost guard for Jadson, but he's a big guy. Like, yeah, he is a tank. He takes people off rip from the three point line to the rim, and he's finishing everything. Him and Sano are just insane. Jadson's yeah. a problem. I'm gonna pivot right now, though, and I want to go. I want to go with Christian Nitu, even though he's not playing to his capability right now, and I don't think that's a hot take. Um. He's there's just a lot of just vertical room to grow for him, and it's just he's got yeah, unbelievable dude. touch. That kid, the touch is insane. He loves the tween game, which I also have a soft spot for. You you'll see him working on his post phase all the time and his midi and all those things. He can hit from outside. He has to take care of the big man duties. Like he's there is no there is no. 6'10, 6'11, that's not going to have to rebound and not going to have to defend bigger guys. Like, that's just part of the role. And that's the things that he has to take care of. That's his chore. Yeah. As soon as he locks that up, again, high major, obviously, potential. And again, if you address that one area and you're 6'11 and you have the rest of it, there is serious money in a player like that. No, for sure. I agree. I was but I was thinking him when I was saying it that I, another guy I didn't touch on. Um mm-hmm. I I don't know if he has it, 
Mm. I don't know if he has like the inner like go and get it. But we'll see because he's one of those guys whose ceiling is so unbelievable. And when I first yeah. met him, I thought he were running. I I've never really talked to him. Yeah. Um, but when I first saw him playing, I was like, damn, this guy's like a dog. He's in it. And then every other game I've seen, I've just been like, you know what? I'm not sure. I get that. And I was I go to a lot of four year games, so there's probably bias there. But I, I, I see it I see it sparking up right now. And Charles did the ultimate chess move against uh, Crestwood last week when they played, and he sat in it too, like pretty much the whole second half. And I think if there's guys that can unleash talent and just get that fu out of you, it's going to be Charles. And I think that's something that he's working on. And I think it's an I, I like you don't want to see a guy sit on the bench and not be pissed about it. And you could you could sense the oh shit, Nitu's still not in. Nitu's not and. I I think it's boiling. I think it's 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 something that's on the horizon for him. And I think, I, no, I hope so because like his ceiling is so unbelievable. Center. I'm going with Sano. Sano. This is Jay Addison. Jay Addison, the more forward brother. Yeah. He um, and this is probably a tr- he's probably more of a four. But yeah. every t- every single time I've ever made a team that I've made the way I want to, you can look at my Frank my year with Frank Mitchell at Oakville. Like I want a big who can rebound, block shots, and create without the ball in his hands. Mm-hmm. And I think he is like a picture perfect kid for that. So, first off, that team that I made is disgusting. <laughs> I don't want to play that team in high school. <laughs> no. Um, but who do you have at the five? Um, the big man uh, dynasty, dynasty, dynasty. I don't know. It's French, but Afron. Um, he's young. RFN. Yeah, he's young. He picked up a bunch of offers after the Battle of the Fort. He continues to pick up offers now. He is just physicality. If look, there's very few. I would say six ten, six nine, something around. I don't know. My height stuff is all messed up. You kids. Are, the six ones are actually five eight. Like I don't know, everything's messed up. But tall enough to play the five. But there's also very few guys that I've seen at this level that will actually make you pay for being too deep in the post. Yeah. Right? Like there's there, like a lot of the centers. It's still it's still a layup. It's still he's they'll like get points it? sometimes. He's punching it. He doesn't care about you. If you're under the rim and he can just stand and dunk and it, he's going to stand and dunk it. Kid in grade ten. He's young, right? He's young. I, I believe I was told he's in grade 10, maybe grade 11. He's very young. Um, he's got years left, but by all accounts, now when you already have the, again, he's a guy that took care of his chores, right? Like he's got the, the nitty gritty of being a center down. Now we can work inside out. If there's a 15 footer, it's over. Who cares? If it's he's that he doesn't need it. The rim, who cares? Exactly. Right. But that's, that's, the, that's the luxury of taking care of your business first. Right Agreed. now, you can add all these other things later on in your game that are just luxuries, but he makes you pay. It's dominant five. I like it. And also, let's just please clarify that this is our list from guys who are currently playing here. Yeah, like I can name three other kids that I would take over guys on this list who are playing down south. Well, but then you gotta stay here. That's the that's the problem, right? Yeah, stop you going to state school. Actually, my. If you want to be on our podcast, you better be playing in Canada. If you want to be featured on the Red Shirt Seniors, there's only one. 
There's only one condition. You got to stay home. Uh, Dusty, our American friends have their elections tomorrow, today when this airs. Do you want to yeah. do our elections now or do you want to punt? Let's do it. We're, we're, you want to go for it? Okay. Well, I'm happy you said that because we have election music. I love it, it might be way too loud. And I apologize in advance. Guys, this is a low-budget podcast. We're trying. We're working on things. But here's a... Looking for a producer. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Sounds more like WWE. Anyways, um, the first question at the polls. Top of the ticket, Dustin. <laughs> top of the ticket. I like this question. Are you, are you going to build your franchise? For the next foreseeable future, 10, 15 years, around American, ooh, Paulo Bancaro, or Canadian Benedict Mathern. Yay. I. Whatever you choose, I'll fight you. Okay, perfect. It makes my job a lot easier. Because um, <laughs> I'm going to go with what I actually believe. Okay. And I believe that Paulo Bancaro is like generational hmm. he's 6'10 250 pounds yeah just 23 points a game in his rookie year eight and a half yeah. rebounds four assists like i can't pull up lebron james rookie numbers because you'll hear me clicking yeah. and i don't want to but dude this guy is a problem so you're going with Paolo Bancaro, the American on the top of your ticket. Yeah. Let me pitch you this. Let me pitch you Ben. Okay. Ben, while it's only a six-minute difference, right? Six-minute yeah. difference in playing time. Ben's coming off the bench and finding his shot every game. I still think he's he's still over 20 points per game. Handful of rebounds, a couple assists here and there. But this is why I would pick Ben. And I'm going to talk myself into it. Okay? Mm-hmm. I pick Ben because Paolo Bancaro by himself will not win a championship. You have to fit players around him. I feel that you can pick that having Ben Bathroom on your team may be even more complimentary. Easier to compliment a guy like Ben. The 6'8 shooting guard. He's I got just love point. right now that you're talking to me in riddles. <laughs> you're talking to me like I'm. Dude, I have to convince us both right now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So like the it. more, the more, lords, <laughs> the more Game of Thrones it sounds, the better it is in my head. Yeah. <laughs> but no. But is there is there an argument to be made that having a team built around Ben's skill set might be a little bit easier than relying on Paulo, who has to be one? I think that. Ben's like ceiling. So right now, Paulo has like the okay, he's 6'10, he can score the ball whenever he wants, but he still shoots the ball at 20 something percent. Mm-hmm. Ben is shooting the ball at 43% from three. Again, small sample size. We don't know what they actually shoot like. Yeah, no, I think Ben is a problem. I think like he's, six minutes is a huge it. difference. Mm-hmm. And he's still averaging 21 points a game at four rebounds. Like, if he's out there for another six, okay, maybe he scores 23. And then now the numbers are right there. And he already shoots the ball 20% better from three. Is 21 points a game against second units 
is is it even against second unit? Like Paolo is drawing probably the best defender. It's Orlando. There's not a lot of weapons. But, oh, I mean, I you have guys like Franz. Only, only second unit. Um, no, I think that you can go either way with this. I think the only difference is ah, I'm working on it. I will do down. You can go either way. Go either way on Paolo or Ben, or go either way on this argument. No, I think that there's devil's advocate. For okay. Ben. I think Let's go. Paolo is six ten, like doing it. Have I helped convince you at all? Yeah. No. Or am I just gonna be a terrible attorney? When I watched Ben play in the U nineteens, I was like, "Who the hell is this guy? Mm-hmm. He's good. Think... Very. Good. I have the opposite take. What's that? I I didn't like him on that team. Really? Yeah, I was. Uh, he was dominant. Was he dominant or was he just gone? I I remember Caleb having a not a good tournament that time. That was the Caleb Houston, Nana Wusu, Benedict Mathur, and that was that crowd, right? Prosper. Yeah, Prosper. Oh, maybe I'm getting Prosper and Ben mixed up then. No, Prosper was good too. He was good. Yeah. Um. This is gonna be a long podcast. Yeah. So let's uh, get to the next topic. I I like both of them, and I like Ben's ability okay. to shoot the ball. Off topic, slightly half off topic. Who would you rather be right now, Kanye West or Kyrie Irving? I think personally, like living in my body, I would way rather be Kanye West. Just because you know he actually believes he never does anything wrong. So you'd like to live in that. Because if you were Kanye, you wouldn't even, you would think you're right. He probably wakes up and thinks nothing's going on. Yeah. He's like, oh, shit, I'm in some trouble. Oh, well. (laughs) Oh, no. Kyrie's the hooper, though. Because you also get the hooping ability with this. Kyrie, you get the Hooper, but he might never play basketball again. So <laughs> I think, do you know what I think Kyrie Irving's doing right now? Mm-hmm. I think Kyrie Irving is sitting at home being like, shit, I pushed this way too far. Yeah. Because I think he messes with media. Like, I think he says things just to be like, look, you guys are going to talk about this. Mm-hmm. I agree. This is bad for him. I'm going to not answer that question because I have job outside of basketball so i pick neither moving on (laughs) osba are seemingly pondering the idea of going back to one giant pool are you would you rather have pool a pool b as it exists right now or go back to the one giant pool um i'm gonna answer it super quick and then i'm gonna tell you why i think it doesn't matter or i just my bone to pick it. with it. OSBA. Keep it pool A, pool B. Because the top pool A teams already beat up on the bottom of pool B. They don't need to play the bottom of pool. Sorry, bottom of pool A. They don't need to play the bottom tier teams. Mm-hmm. It's just a waste of everyone's time. Um, no, these new schools cannot hang with the top teams. No, the teams that have been around who don't have good players can't bang with these teams. They don't need to play each other. Why are we getting through halfway through seasons or through tournaments for like the play-in tournament? OSBA, why do we play the play-in tournament? Hmm. The way it handles. Okay, we so 
Crestwood, New Horizon, was there two more teams were not supposed to be in Pool A? And then at the end of the play-in, they went, eh, maybe you'll be in Pool A. Was it maybe Victory? I think Victory might have lost to Hoden at the end. I think Crestwood won their last game. I don't know. Crestwood lost to Lincoln. Yeah, in their first game, but they were still, I think they still had a game against Victor. No, maybe they played. All in all, there was either two, three, or four teams that were supposed to be in Pool A that after the whole thing was done, they just went, okay, maybe you'll stay in Pool A. Why? Hmm. Now we're in the middle of a season, not middle of a season, obviously, but we just started a season. And now you're going to say we're just going to get rid of these pools? What's the ideal situation for you? Do you think it matters? Do you think actually having the top 10 and the bottom 10 only play each other is a better system? Is that the position? Yeah, I do, because I think there's a huge talent gap. Hmm. And I don't think the bottom 8, 10, 6 teams are in Pool B. Hmm. I think there's a couple teams that can bang. And I think there's a couple teams in Pool A who don't deserve to be there. Okay. So... I, I like do you, so at the end of the season, if they were to keep the both tiers, there is like an actual like playoff almost format where it's like best two out of threes and stuff like that. Yeah. So just do away with the play in, just have people in the OSBA that can recognize maybe the top eight, 10 off rip. Play in tournament doesn't. No, do there anything. has to be a play in tournament because you, ha- you can't just say, I think this team's going to be better. But the play in tournament as the first thing in the calendar, it's such a wild gauge of where those teams are at you know what i mean like like yeah. the school just started the team no, is I still agree. i agree with that portion of it it mm-hmm. should go off last year's rankings then yeah and then a play in the midseason like the, everyone plays each other once type of thing and then play it pool a pool b yeah why don't you just play the t- pool a is always pool a until christmas mm-hmm and then next year or whatever, and then you just play, okay, you guys have been demoted for the year after or something. Problem is, teams are always changing. Who knows? Yeah, there's no turn. Like, the turnover's crazy. But A, B is sick, mm-hmm. and then the plane is sick because there are going to be a couple teams every year in Pool B who are way better than the other teams. Mm-hmm. So they deserve a chance to beat up on everyone, and then, yeah, now you got to go play the bottom of Pool A, which is how it should go. And we're back. Executive edit right there. Cut it right there. Guys, this has been another episode of the Red Shirt Senior Podcast. Dustin, if people are looking for you, where can they find you? Yeah. Uh, Instagram at Let It Fly Basketball. Uh, Instagram at Dustin McTaggart. Either or. I'm always in the gym. I was in the gym today from 1 o'clock till 10. Um, over 100 kids trained today, which was amazing. Today was a great, like, just so many kids in the gym getting better um send me a message always open any questions answer any i've had a bunch of people reach out on this podcast about unpopular opinions that i may or may not have had i'm always yeah. open to argue them or debate it um but instagram's the best way for me soon enough you're gonna have those instagram notifications off like i do it gets overbearing how could you say this uh guys i'm home this coming weekend so i'm gonna find something in my schedule is there platinum? Is there premiere? Is there anything? Maybe some, uh, maybe I'll catch some of these OSBA games this week. Uh, see me come say what's up. 
Guys, thank you for watching the Red Shirt Senior Podcast. It's never too late to redshirt. Dustin, is it ever too late to redshirt? Never. It's never too late to redshirt. Peace.